I think if we all were more understanding in this world, we would all be a lot happier. Hello, and thanks for joining us. I am your host, behavioral coach Jeffrey Biesecker, and that was today's guest, Jacqueline Vasquez. We're all on the journey to discover the light inside, that beacon which guides us to live our truest, most authentic self. This is episode number 81. In our discussion today, Jacqueline serves us with this timely reminder. Simply love yourself. Be grateful for the gifts you share with yourself and in service of others. Our greatest gift to others is often simply to extend love and understand in caring and authentic compassion. Join us for this episode as we discover how embracing simple optimism allows us to truly shine. Tune in to find out how on this episode of The Light Inside. I want to share a little secret with you today about a podcast booking and matching platform I truly love. As a podcast host and guest, my go-to podcast booking app is podmatch.com. If you currently have a podcast, regularly guest on podcast, or if you are new to the podcasting game looking to start your show, podmatch.com is an industry leader. They quickly and effortlessly connect ideal podcast guests and hosts. Their process is super easy and highly effective. Create your free guest or host account and set up your profile. It's really that easy. And the Podmatch AI will work its magic in the background, delivering your ideal interview matches within minutes, tailored uniquely for you. As a host and executive producer of the Top 100 Self-Improvement Podcast, The Light Inside, I found more high-quality guests on Podmatch than anywhere else and in a fraction of the time. So if you're looking to expedite your podcast booking experience, fill in your calendar with high-engagement content, creating value and meaning for your listening community. Check out podmatch.com, that's P-O-D-match.com, today and discover your ideal match magic. Optimism. Just what is it? The Cambridge Dictionary defines it as the quality of being full of hope, emphasizing the good parts of a situation or a belief that something positive will happen. Our guest today, author and success life coach Jacqueline Vasquez, reminds us when one releases their judgments, they can find the joy and happiness in every situation. And what a powerful reminder that is. When it comes to seeing things in an optimistic light, you really don't need any superpowers. And there really is no secret. The key, just believe. Jacqueline and I share this discussion to show you how to let that light inside of you, inside of everybody, to shine. I'm extremely grateful and excited to explore how embracing simple optimism empowers us to stand in our light while illuminating others. Now here's our conversation. Hello, Jacqueline. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So looking forward to our conversation today. Yes, me too. Me too. I'm <laughs> alert all, all day since yesterday. I'm like, yes. Awesome. Right. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm interested in finding that tie-in with your book. So I think we're, we're well aligned for today. Yes, me too. Awesome. Well, I want to jump in with a conversation on embracing the optimism and seeing the potential in those around us yeah. and learning to stand in our own light, which is the title of your book, Standing in Your Light. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love this already. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. I know from our interactions and our conversations, your personality just shines. So I'm looking forward to allowing that personality 
to come forward and shine today in our conversation. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, I'm excited. This is going to be great. So are you all ready to roll? I'm ready to roll. Let's roll. I'm going to roll you in by saying you are the author of the book, Standing in Your Life. And the book teaches us to fall in love with the life we live and find joy in even the little moments around us. Yes. That to me is such a wonderful thing to lead into because so often I feel we get entangled in that pursuit of the bigger, the greater, the better that we lose sight that there is that simple joy in the little moments around us. Yes. I 1000% agree with that. And you know, it's funny because when I tell people about the book, my simplest way of explaining is that, you know, that bird that's tripping outside your room (laughs) and you could be thinking, oh my gosh, hush. Or you can sit, enjoy the beautiful music of the bird, enjoy the moment, see why you're being woken up and just really just embracing that time. So yes, I am very big on enjoying the moment, finding the joy in every moment and just capitalizing on it. It's just leaning into that simple act. Yeah. Gratitude and appreciation. Yes. Gratitude and appreciation. And literally in my book, I have a whole chapter on gratitude. And what I talk about is the fact that in every single religion, you can't find one that does not talk about gratitude. Every single religion, every single practice of just really what I call practice of love is behind gratitude. Gratitude is exactly the moment of happiness. That is where you find your joy. And with that kind of mention, you know, we have to just simply embrace the importance of that notion. Yes, we have to embrace it. I think a lot of the times we get caught up in the shoulds, the woulds, the coulds, and rather than just being happy in what's going on right now. And that's even in the adversities. Our adversities are there to teach us lessons. They're there to elevate our lives. And so when we get sad or bamboozled or upset about an adversity, we're not doing ourselves justice. We're not giving ourselves anything beautiful to stand upon because really that adversity is teaching you a lesson. It's taking you higher. It's taking you to the next level of your life that you really probably want to get to. So just being happy and grateful in the midst of adversities. And it's funny. Sorry, I have to bring this up. So I'm reading The Alchemist, right? Have you read The Alchemist? Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, love the book. And so I'm reading The Alchemist right now. And in The Alchemist, he's talking about this situation. He got robbed and he's sitting there in the middle of the market with no money. And he said, I could either be upset right now and look at myself as this man who was just robbed, or I can look at myself as an adventurer. Look at this as an adventure. And it took a totally different route for him. So it's just funny how it's about your perspective. How are you looking at your situation? Is it terrible? Is it horrible? Or are you grateful for the good, the bad, and the ugly? Mm -hmm. That is such a powerful, powerful point to step off of today. I just love that. What are you choosing to view and see ultimately becomes the situation you bring into being. Yes. That same thought and idea holds true. When we relate, react with others, I know this is a a big, important role you place in life. You've stated when it comes to authentic relationships and learning to love this life we live, the experience with others is centered around understanding. I'd like to lean into that today. Yes. Oh, I like that. Can you share your thoughts with us on how we can begin to deepen our relationship with others? By simply seeking to understand first, then be understood after. Yes. So a lot of the times we fail to realize that our relationships with others, their relationship with you is based on everything they've been through. Your relationship with them is based on everything you've been through. And so a lot of the time, not even a lot of the times, most of the time, we are missing the communication there because somebody is talking about their perspective. Oh, I've been through a lot of different things, you know, and versus somebody else, they've been through other things. And so they're going to be talking to me based upon. So I like to give examples. I'm like that type of person, but let me just give an example, right? Cause this is, it sounds like I'm just talking in circles. And so for me, 
um, I'm always giving an example of dating because like, I feel like it's something we all can relate to. But like, say I've been in crazy relationships. I've had all these terrible boyfriends. And then I'm talking to a woman who has only met one person and they married the love of their life. Mm-hmm. My take on relationships is going to be completely different than the person who's been with one person. My take is going to be like, oh, look at this. Don't trust this. Like I may be a little bit more skeptical. Rather, somebody who's been in one relationship is, well, just trust it. See, they may be more open. So when you're taking time to understand someone, you're looking at them from their perspective. Everything they've kind of just been through or taking a walk in their shoes, so to speak, right? And so if I get into the lady who hasn't been in any relationship shoes, I'm going to think to myself, okay, her perspective is going to be different than mine. Let me listen to her fully. Let me try to understand her for who she is and where she's coming from before I respond and try to get her to understand me. And a lot of the times this understanding will, I mean, you won't miss a beat because the moment you understand, it allows you to explain to them or you may not even have to explain anything because now you understand where they're coming from and you don't have to go back and forth because it's more like, you know, misunderstandings have a lot more to do with not listening. When we don't listen to each other, Fully. And when I say listen, I don't mean just listening with your ears. I mean, listening with your heart. And that's where understanding comes in for me. I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen with my heart. You know, I try not to go too like, you know, political when it comes to things. But when it comes to like, say, like Black Lives Matter or, you know, when you sit and really put yourself in somebody's shoes rather than just saying, well, I understand based upon this fact. I understand based upon what I've been through. When you put yourself into somebody's shoes and say to yourself, if this were me with everything they've been through, how would I now respond? Would it be different? Mm -hmm. And most of the time, it'll be different because your reaction is only based upon your perspective. So often that's placed from an egoic perspective. You know, we're seeing it simply from our eyes and our filters. Exactly. Exactly. Powerful thing to lean into. Yeah. And it's so funny because when you were saying that, I was like, God, this could go so deep. (laughs) (laughs) And we're afraid of that so often. You know, we're afraid far too many times from my perspective. And that's bringing my perspective to play there. And that going deep, that very act contradicts these notions we often pitch out there. Let's find a better us. Yeah. Yeah. We build that fear to lean in. To just simply develop that knowing. Develop the knowing. Because what you don't know, you don't know. But developing the knowing is asking the questions. It's engaging in the dialogue. It's really sitting and not just listening with your ears, like I said, but listening with your heart. Taking the time to really get a feel for an individual and their perspective and not judging them for it. That's another thing about understanding. We're not here to judge. We're not here to say, oh, well, that's wrong. It's really just listening, open ears, open heart, open understanding. You know, I have a teenager. (laughs) And so I find this sense of understanding really helpful in my relationship with him. Rather than, you know, just like right now, all these kids just went through a pandemic. They all went through a pandemic. They all went through school in a way we've never done school before. Right. And so when you try to understand from that perspective where I've never been in the, this situation, I've never been in this place. I've never had a pandemic when I was in school as a freshman. My son was a freshman during the pandemic. I got to do freshman year and enjoy the freshman activities, you know. And so a lot of the times I tried to be very understanding to his perspective, his schoolwork. I tried to be very supportive and I would sit in his room, just go there and sit and ask and be like, baby, how are you doing this? How are you feeling? Are you okay? And that understanding really, I mean, we got closer in the pandemic. I know some parents probably did get closer to their kids because that was a lot more time. <laughs> but we got it. We're, we're close whether we like it or not. <laughs> there simply was not a whole lot of choice there. Because <laughs> we're all in each other's faces. We had a five-day hangout. But yeah, it was a lot of trying to understand him as a person because our kids are humans too. They have issues, they go through things and 
So I think understanding needs to be used everywhere. You know, say you're a boss and your employee is calling in a lot instead of being upset. Like, why are they calling in so much? You know, just talk to them. Try to find out what's going on. What are you missing? What about work is not working for you? You know, I think if we all were more understanding in this world, we would all be a lot happier. You mentioned that act of judgment. You know, so often I feel that non-judgment is that crucial misunderstanding we form in our own view of others, in our own view of ourselves. Yeah. How do we take all of these elements together? What are these basic elements of understanding both ourselves and others in order to effectively connect with ourselves and in order to open our availability to others? Yes, it's honestly being aware of the fact that your opinion is nothing but a judgment. Mm-hmm. You're, you're seriously, anything that is happening to you, even in a situation, that's why we're sitting here having the conversation about finding the joy, finding the happiness. You can find the joy and the happiness in every situation. And so at the end of the day, in order to not erase the judgment, because we naturally kind of just have that sense of judgment. Yeah, but, but, so, yeah. But it's also just being aware, hey, this opinion is just that. Maybe if I go get the facts or if I try to gain understanding in the situation, it may change this opinion or being aware of our ego. Our ego is sitting there doing all the talk and all the upset. Anytime that you're overly upset about something, that's your ego. Your ego's upset about something. What is it mad about? Try to find out why. But just realizing that your judgment is just that. It's your opinion. And your judgment can literally be on, I'm watching something on TV and, ooh, I don't like that or I don't like what they just said. That's your judgment, right? And so when you're judging the situation, stop. And you know what? Let me try to see it from all perspectives. Be the judge in your own court, right? I need to get all the facts. I need to get all the testimonies before I can make a valiant decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading a, no, no, I think I was listening to, um, I have a lot of lovely people I love listening to, um, Bob Proctor, Bob Proctor, yes. amazing. And so in one of Bob Proctor's little YouTube things, he was even saying it is positive aggression. And what he means by positive aggression, it, it sounds like a major oxymoron, but what he means by positive aggression is the fact that when you positively seek the truth, when you positively seek what it is, the answers that you may be looking for, you aggressively can go after it from a positive perspective. And that just basically means not judging, getting all the information, and then making a decision based upon all the facts. Now I can move forward and I'm going to do something positive with this information I've received. That awareness is exploration and discovery. That exploration and discovery opens us to availability. Yeah. Those availabilities allow the potential to evolve. Yes. What's that? Hey, that's what I said. Those availabilities allow us to evolve. I love that. Yeah, simply seeing that perspective of others and that acceptance is the peace again. Yes, yes. And your evolution is up to you. It's up to you. We could easily stay in our same thoughts, same opinions all our lives and be stagnant. I was just going to add that in order to know others, first know thyself. Yes. And when you know yourself, and we're not just saying, I know I like chocolate. I know I like, you know what I mean? We're saying deeper, like, when you fully know and comprehend yourself for who you are, that sense of I love me for all of my attributes, you start to get to, like you're saying, like you get to a point where you're open to understanding. You're open to, uh, you know, the availability of others. Like you're open to it. You're not open to it when you don't love yourself because you're too busy worrying about what other people are thinking about you, what other people are saying about you. What Like you're so worried, but when you love yourself, you're not worried about it. And when people come to you and they give you advice for things that can help you, you're more open to be like, hey, I like that. I'm going to take that on because that's going to add to me who I already know. She's going to enjoy that piece. You've mentioned learning to love ourselves is such a crucial part of that process. 
as a part of that process, you've also mentioned the role gratitude plays in learning to love ourselves. From your perspective, why does that create such a crucial role? So learning to love ourselves and the reason gratitude plays such a crucial role is because gratitude is how you learn to love yourself. (laughs) Like seriously, like being thankful for who you are, the experiences that you've had, the the quirkiness about you or the just loving the pieces and the aspects that you bring to this world. You know, I am an advocate for this. I say this all the time. We are all gifts. We are gifts to the world. Your podcast is a gift to anybody who gets a chance. Well, thank you. And so it's a gift and your gift to the world is your light that you shine upon the world. And so the moment that you get into understanding and loving and acceptance and gratitude of who you are and your gifts and the beauty that you bring to this world, That love for yourself, you're going to want to shine the gift more. You're going to want to show the gift more, work into the gift. And you're going to love the gift because you're going to see how it serves the people around you. And so I'm a very big advocate on this self-love has a lot to do with just loving the gift that you are. And then the moment you love the gift that you are, you see the gift in other people. You're like, oh, I see that person's gift. You're fabulous. (laughs) I love your because you see the gift in yourself. So self-love is a pinnacle part. It's the beginning part to being able to be happy, to being able to have joy and to being able to love the life that you live. If we don't believe in that gift, it's hard for others to also find that belief, to find that connection. Mm -hmm. We're telling others what we believe about ourselves. And so often that projects out with that energy. And well, projection. Projection is like a straight thing <laughs> of all relationships. <laughs> projection is terrible because you start to live, like you say, you're projecting, you know, especially when we don't feel good about ourselves. We're projecting, like you said, that onto other people and onto the world. But imagine if we all felt fabulous about our gifts, we're going to project that happiness, that I love my gift. I love the person that I am. And the people around us, they're going to try to find that same thing because they're like, I want to love who I am. I want to love my gift. (laughs) So, yes, the moment that people start projecting the negative, you're like, oh, you poor thing. Why don't you just relax a little bit? (laughs) It's okay. That's not what I said. I definitely had encounters like that. Like, how did you hear? That's not what I said. Where are you getting this information from? Because they're projecting. Projecting that filter of what they feel and see out of expectation in that situation. Sometimes it's merely the projection of past experience of our own. Sometimes it's the projection of beliefs others leave ingrained in us. You know, we learn by those environments we live and grow in, those environments we evolve forth from. Yes. If we constantly hear those messages that tell us contradictory to our true joy, our true values, our true beliefs, we often start to believe. 1,000%. So here's the deal. We start off as children with the beautiful beliefs in ourselves, in our abilities. That's why some of us are like, I want to be Superman. I want to be Wonder Woman, right? Like I want to be these amazing characters that I see because we see that strength within ourselves. You know, unfortunately, we get broken down by life, parenting, teachers, older siblings, peers. They'll break you down. You tell somebody, I want to be Wonder Woman. You can't be no Wonder Woman. You ain't got enough muscle, right? Like you hear all these things and you're like, well, oh my God, I I guess I can't. Well, what's the next best thing I can do? Like we start to diminish ourselves dim our light is what I like to call it for other people. And the thing about it is that's why getting back to loving yourself is so important because everything that we've been through, it has dimmed our light. And so that's why in my book, Stand in Your Light, 
chapter two is all about love for self. It's my longest chapter. And the reason it's my longest chapter is because it's the most important. It's a foundation. It's the foundation. And if you're looking, if you know, if you've heard all your life, I mean, you know, not to not to put all of my little business out there, but like my mom used to tell me your older sister saves, your younger sister saves. You are just not a saver. And so I went about my life thinking I wasn't a saver. And so every time I would get money, what am I doing? I'm spending it. I can't save. I'm not a saver. Right. This was a story I believed myself. And so in my chapter, in that book, I talk about getting into the mirror, getting reacquainted with that person you have always wanted to be. And it starts with, a, you know, for me, I mean, for you, it'd be hello, handsome. For me, hello, gorgeous. Right. How you doing, boo? Bring that love for yourself back. Just as like you were to find a new relationship and you're dating and courting this person, you're waking up to good morning. Like that's the first text you said, right? Good morning. And all this other stuff. Get in that mirror and tell yourself that rebuilds that relationship, right? Good morning, gorgeous. How you doing today? And then you can go into affirmation. Affirm what it is you want to do, what it is you want to be. Remind yourself. You wouldn't even have the affirmations if it wasn't already within you. That affirmation wouldn't even resonate with you. So you must remind yourself, okay? So it is highly important to get in the mirror, to reacquaint yourself with that fabulous person staring back at you. (laughs) The moment that you do that, you can do anything. You can be anything because you are in control. You're the creator of your destiny. That's such a brilliant reminder to me today. That role that that self-talk often plays. Yeah. So often it's going on in the background of our mind, reaffirming what we do not want to become. Mm -hmm. Simply stepping back into that light to say, this is the true voice of what I wish and hope and want and desire to become. And then living that truth. Yes. 1,000% 1,000% step back that night, yes, because that is where you belong. You don't belong in the dim light. No, 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 no. None of us belong in a dim light. I don't care if you say I'm shy, I'm introverted. No, baby, but you still got your own light and that light is where you belong. And so, I mean, I don't know if you've ever noticed there's some people, well, yeah, I'm really shy, but then there's certain spaces where they shine. Yes. There's certain spaces where You go into that space with them and you're like, oh, my God, you're amazing. (laughs) Could be the nerd. The nerd may not shine in the big classroom settings, but you get that nerd alone in there. You know, there and I'm saying nerd to be to just generic. I'm sorry. I don't I'm not trying to offend it. Amazing like robotics. Right. And so they get into their robotics community and they shine. You know, or the person, the cheerleader, she may do terrible. Like my daughter, there's certain things she's terrible at. But when she gets into her cheer section, she shines. And so it's just a matter of finding your shining light space and standing back in that light. That's where you belong. That light is the subtle difference between that nerdy story and that story of switching it to owning that and becoming a true genius. Yes. Come on now. You know, Steve Jobs probably wasn't popular in high school. That's okay. When he found his light, honey, he shined. Okay. The phones and the eye. I mean, we can't live without him today. And so it is just a matter of finding where you shine. They say, what was it? Richard Bronson? He didn't even graduate high school, hunty. He didn't even graduate. But now he runs Virgin. So it's just so many things that just finding where you shine and standing right in your light, you will do nothing but soar. And I feel a lot of people just get so scared. Like, I feel like this is where I, I sh- I'm supposed to be, but I don't shine here. Baby, you better find <laughs> So in your book, Standing in the Light, how do you help guide others to find that shine to develop a solid self-concept centered in personal belief and confidence? 
So I start off literally with love for self. Then I go into conversations about loving others. And I'm not just talking about lovers, you know, significant others, or I'm just talking about everything, loving others, whether it could be your pet. It could literally be, I have love for dogs. I have love for cats. You know, I have love for the homeless. I like to help the homeless. But it's just finding where you find the most love. And it's funny because I had a teacher in high school tell me, you write too much about love. I've always <laughs> been obsessed with love. Why do I want to diminish that light in somebody else? You write, you associate, you connect too much with love. Yes. That's Why are we throwing that water on that fire? Mm-hmm. Oh, it did. It really did. <laughs> I'm trying to write about other things. Like, what do I write about? Three? Lean into that with us today, if you will. Yeah. Lean in. How did that experience feel to you as you're going through that? So it's funny because I never realized I've always been a writer. Never realized it. And so when she said that, it, I stopped writing as much because I wasn't as interested in writing about other things. And so it's the same as what we're saying. Somebody will tell you something and it dims your light. That was my senior year in high school. If she would have told me, Jacqueline, you're an excellent writer. You can do anything you set your mind to. That would have been different. I probably would have went a different route or different road. But for me, it dimmed my light. I just, you know, right out of high school, I'm working. I just started working. I'm like, well, I just need to make this money then because I, I ain't going to do the things I want to do, you know. But it wasn't until college I had a teacher tell me, you are excellent. And I was writing about love again. You are excellent. You need to write a book. And it was that moment that it everything changed for me. But what I really want people to understand and realize is you don't have to wait for that moment. That moment is within you. If somebody is telling you you're doing too much of something, okay, maybe. But all within the same breath, there's a reason why you do so much of it. There's a reason why you're drawn to it in such a way. Lean into it. Just like you were saying, lean into that. Lean into it. I should have wrote more about love the moment I heard that. So when you're connecting with that, where are you feeling that energy? Oh, with writing about love? Yes. Oh, well, in my stomach, in my belly, in my heart, it like comes up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, And I love that you just brought that up. Our feelings are definitely all over our body. They're all over our bodies. And when you realize where the feeling is coming from, I love that lean into it. Like, just get that feeling and, ooh, okay, what is that about? Like, get into your body, feel the feelings, think the thoughts, and just let it kind of run away with itself. And so the moment I started writing, my first book I wrote that I started writing, I was writing about relationships, all these bad relationships. And then I decided, you know what? No. I'm going to write a love story and my love story is going to be to everyone and I'm going to show them how they can love their life. And that's how my book came about. To me is just pure brilliance, pure genius. No, what you feel in your heart, in your gut, because that's that voice of instinct that's connecting you with all of that energy, all of that light. I'm telling you, it felt so right. And you know, I, 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 it's weird. I'd say I hate telling people this, but I love telling people this because this is my true story. I literally would wake up every morning and I would write my book on the toilet. No lie. First thing in the morning, I get up and I'm sitting there and I'm writing in my book. And that little time to myself was everything. That was me literally standing in my light. And I would just sit there, give myself 20 minutes each day. I wrote my book in about three months because I gave myself that time every single day. And so all I want to tell you is, you know, anything that you have that is special. I mean, that one thing that everyone's like, God, you're so good at that, but you, you don't think nothing of it. Lean into it. Give yourself a little time doing it every day. See if it brings you joy. And if it brings you joy, continue to do it. Because at that moment, you're seriously in your life. We have to have that space 
for that spark to take form and create that light. Yes, yes. If and that space is up to you. Yes, if we're cluttering up that space with the thoughts of others, other things going on, the beliefs of others, there's so much junk, garbage, baggage, whatever you want to call it, that's in the way. So we become hoarders of other people's things so often. People. It's not even our junk. Not even our junk. <laughs> But that's why when you fall in love with yourself again, you get to the point where you're like, wait, that's not mine. You know, because you're able to go into your body. Like you said, feel your feelings in your body. Where's that coming from? And you'll know it's not yours. I've had an experience where I was having a feeling and it didn't belong to me. It did not belong to me. And I never knew why I felt so icky. And I gave it back to the person. I literally, in a meditative practice, was meditating. And I said, you know what? I give this back to them. I gave it back to them. I've never felt happier. Haven't felt happier since. Like that feeling of giving back something that wasn't mine, that didn't belong to me, that was worrying me constantly, was the best feeling ever. And so it's important to, that's why loving yourself is important. Because then you start to understand what belongs to you, what doesn't belong to you, what you want to do, what you don't want to do. And so finding that space, I'm just going to throw this out there. I do something every morning. I call it the 20-20-20. It's 20 minutes of mindfulness, 20 minutes of soulfulness, and 20 minutes of moving my body. This little in the morning to myself for my job. Oh, (laughs) if you don't give it to me, nobody else is going to give it to you. Nobody gonna give it to you. Yes. Give it to my You know, it allowed me to clear so much space. It's allowed me to stand in my light more. It's allowed me to love on myself. You know, I say affirmations every morning in the mirror. You know, I meditate every morning just to get that balance. You know, they say the chakras. I'm trying to balance them all. I want my mind happy, my soul happy, and my body happy before I attack the day. You mentioned that junk, or we mentioned that junk. It was joint effort, I think. Well, you know, to bring that into perspective, you know, my fiance and I are going through all of this stuff, preparing for a garage sale. You know, every year we have a family garage sale. I love it. If you don't take that time to evaluate, does this create value for me? Does this have a purpose? Does this bring joy? It just piles up. It's just stuff taking up space. Yeah. Does this space create meaning? Yes. Until you take the time to go through it, you know, it's sitting around back there collecting cobwebs, collecting dust. You have to take the time regularly to question. Why is this here? And what am I making of it? Yes. If it's not making anything, get it out. Come on. Skeletons <laughs> in the closet, right? Yes, amen. With all the skeletons in our closet, some of us kind of storage units. When we run out of space, what do we do so often? We buy storage space. To sock this junk in a hole. Nobody sees it. It's back there collecting dust. 1,000%. And we're not doing nothing with it. 1,000%. And some of us can't even open drawers because stuff is just compiling out. (laughs) What a great practice. Lighten that load. Lighten the load. Lighten the load. And, And we're talking about an emotional load. We're not even really talking about actual physical things because it can go both ways. We could be talking about cleaning out your actual closet. We're having a closet, right? And they're kind of one in the same. They are definitely in a lot of ways. And so often that very material junk we're holding on yeah. to has a lot of the energy of that baggage dragging along with it. Thousand percent. What's that? That energy is there. That experience is there. So yeah. often we're still living through that filter. Yeah. It's just haunting us back there in the background. Haunting us. That's what I was saying. The skeletons in the closet, they're haunting you. And a lot of the times you just got to clear it out and clearing out the emotional baggage definitely can look like, you know, 
like I was saying a minute ago, meditating. I really believe in counseling. So you can find yourself a therapist, find a therapist, talk it out, right? Talk it out. Find a friend, find a coach, but find somebody that's going to help you remove the baggage. You know, again, our subconscious mind is like the emotional mind, you know, that's, that's where the emotions hang out. And so anytime you have that much baggage, that baggage is hanging out in your subconscious mind. And unfortunately, when things hang out like that, like say you got up one day on stage to speak in, in, in school and it went terrible. Everybody laughed at you. And now you're like, I didn't realize I had this, this, this fear until you have to get up on stage again. And all of a sudden you're stuck. And you don't say a word and you don't know why words aren't coming out. Why is my body not moving? What's going on? You never cleared the emotional baggage. And that's what I say. Emotional baggage comes up at the worst time, at the most inopportune time when you don't want it. It's popping up. And so that's why it's important to clear it, clear the baggage, clear it before it's too late or clear it before it makes you clear it. It's like that stuff we put in the back of the refrigerator. Ooh, it sits there until it literally stinks. Until it. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yes, 1000%. And it could be anything. It could be something you went through in your childhood. It could be something you went through as an adult. It could be a bad, a, a bad job situation. You had a terrible boss and now you're afraid every single boss you're going to run into is going to be terrible not realizing those thoughts are creating your reality. So often we're not chasing our own view of that reality. We're chasing that expectation. We're chasing that expectation, both of our own of what that happiness is. And often, as we mentioned, that projection of what that happiness is. How then do we release that need, that chasing of happiness in order to simply allow joy and fulfillment to unfold in our lives and the lives of others. So it goes back to what we're saying, you know, getting in that mirror, you got to tell yourself a different story. Like you really have to provide a different narrative and the narrative is going to come from you. But the only way the narrative is going to come from you is when you love yourself So we're going to get in the mirror. You affirm this love for yourself. You can journal what you want to happen in your life, but just change the narrative. And not only is it about changing the narrative, it's about being grateful. Going back to everything we're saying, being grateful. When you are being grateful for the situations, the good, the bad, the ugly, when you are taking the narrative and you're saying, okay, that in the past may not have been what I wanted, but now I know what I want because I love myself enough to know what I want. I'm going to write it out. I'm going to speak it out. I'm going to, you could do vision boards. You could do so many things to change your new perspective, your new life. What's going to happen to you? I just, I'm a firm believer in loving yourself in loving the people around you gaining understanding, enjoying the moments, being in the present moment, right? Because you were even saying earlier, a lot of us are chasing our future, chasing our future, being in the present moment, enjoying the days you have now. If this pandemic has taught us nothing, it taught us to 100% enjoy today. It's not promised. Mm. You may not be able to have your loved ones to lean on constantly, right? You're just going to have to find time for yourself. That. I remember loving going to work for my coworkers. One day I didn't have them anymore. So then it was like, oh, I don't like this job no more. <laughs> I'm like, geez, I'm left with just myself and I don't get to ask them their opinion on everything. And so I had to lean back on me again. So to me, get to know you, love you, be grateful for you and all the people around you and find your gift. Find your gift so you can find your life. I hope that answered the question. Yes, yes. Authorship and ownership. What story are you creating meaning around? Yeah. Even in the light of adversity, are you finding a meaning that is of value? Yes, yes. That's the thing. That that is what, I've been around a lot of people. This pandemic, it sounds weird. I'm like, I've been around a lot of people. How have you done that? I've been around a lot of people. (laughs) 
not around a lot of people, meaning I ended up on Clubhouse. I feel yes. like Clubhouse was a way for people to take this adversity and find a new way to connect. You know, social media. I've made friends on social media so much so I had surgery and I got more flowers from the friends I met on social media than my actual friends who met me. Insane <laughs> energy, different vehicle. There we go. Where are friend. you putting the wheels on the car? That's my point. So finding your pivot, your adversity may bring a sense of, ah, I got a pivot. Find your pivot. There is true growth in the uncomfortable, true growth in the uncomfortable. So when you change your perspective as to when things are going wrong, it allows you to understand, okay, maybe not this, maybe this is not wrong. Maybe this is just right. Why am I uncomfortable with this? And how do I allow it to just dissolve and become? I am comfortable with the change. I am comfortable with whatever I put after this. Yeah. Becomes the story. We are the author, right? Yes. We 1,000% are the author writing. I think a lot of people feel like they don't have the control. You have all the control. You are the control. You know, everything that's happening to us has a lot to do with what we've been thinking, the thoughts we've already created, the situations that we continue to manifest in our mind without even realizing we're manifesting them. And we're doing it just by most of us have all our lives been told, you know, um, I mean, basically, we're, we're thinking we don't have control. Fate is in control. Everything else is in control but us. And we're being told a narrative of what others want us to believe. Change your mind. Change your mind. Change your life. It's like a new pair of shoes. New. <laughs> Put them on a walk a little bit. Come on. <laughs> a new perspective, right? Just change it. I love it. Oh, I love this energy because you're just, you're getting me fired up and motivated to just step in and what comes next? Yes. Yes. Things are going to arise. Things are going to come up. Your own cheerleader. Yes. <laughs> I would thousand agree with that, honey. <laughs> I don't know what more we could add to this today. You know, if you aren't listening to this and getting fired up, heaven help you. Right. <laughs> heaven help you because Jacqueline... I am fired up. <laughs> yes. I know you got me fired up. Up over here, like, what could I do that? Like, Amen to that. Namaste, the light in me is acknowledging the light in you because you're bringing the fire. <laughs> I love you just said that. No, that's 1000% so true. The light in you is acknowledging the light in me. And the light in me is 1,000% acknowledging the light in you. So yes, namaste, honey. Yeah. <laughs> if you happen to be in that place where you are struggling, you find yourself challenged, you find that sense of adversity knocking at your door, where can our listeners reach out to you, Jacqueline, for that inspiration to stand in their light? So come find me on Instagram. If you're on Instagram or even on Facebook, but come find me on Instagram. I'm at the pursuit to happy on Instagram. And the reason is the pursuit to happy. I believe that we are all in a pursuit to happiness daily. It's a daily effort. It's not that I get happy today and I'm happy every day for the rest of my life. Oh, I get to wake up every day and choose happiness. So if you're looking for that, come find me there. Or you can definitely, definitely, I mean, I'm actually on all platforms. I'm on all social media platforms. I'm on all of that journey. Trash. I am everywhere. So I just encourage, you know, find me on Instagram. If you can't find me on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, The Pursuit Club. Um, again, I'm so about the pursuit to happiness. Um, and so that's what it is about to me, finding your happiness. Honestly, if you come find me on Instagram, click the link in my bio and I'm everywhere. It'll tell you everything that I'm doing, where you can find my book, where you can, you know, just I have a literal freebie that shows you how to find your passion. So if you don't know what that light is, honey, let's find it together. I am here for you. You are coaching, guiding others and helping them connect with that light. Yes. Ooh, I Great like job that. to Jackie. Yes. Connect. 
please connect with that Instagram. I go there daily as I'm scrolling through, doing my research, going and looking for that inspiration. I am finding that light there every time I, I drop it. <laughs> and my videos are super funny. You will get a giggle. And I'll set the mouse. You're going to get nothing else, you know, embrace that simple act. Yeah. Sharing a laugh with another. Yeah. If we can't find laughter in this life, we have even in that adversity. Yes. At least find that joy connection with others. Yes. I love that. Agree. <laughs> well, I want to thank you again for sharing this laugh today and for starting my week off with a Monday full of such joy. Yes, for me too. Thank you. It's a joy to talk with you today. This conversation has just flown by. I'd yeah, love to do it again and jump in another time. Let's and find something fun to explore. Yes, I'm totally down. Well, thank you, dear. I appreciate you so much. And I am so grateful to share your wonderful energy with our listeners and with the entire world. Yes, and I'm grateful for you. You keep shining your light on the world, hunty. You take care, dear. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You too. Bye. There's always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. And even in the darkest of dawns, our light shall rise again. Embrace it. Embrace your inner truth and share it with others. Just shine. Jacqueline and I have shared our thoughts on standing in the light of optimism. Now we want to know what inspires you to shine. What fills you with joy or empowers you to be of service to others? We want to hear your stories of inspiration. Share a post on your favorite social media, telling others what guides you to discover the light of optimism by tagging us at the hashtag The Light Inside Podcast. We want to thank you, our valued listening community, for inspiring us to shine our light of truth, sharing these stories of hope. As always, we're grateful to be of service to you. Join us next week as we explore how to release the generational patterning and expectations of the hustle mindset with our guest, Matthew Turner. Tune in to find out how on The Light Inside.